I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I am back live in the studio today. So great to have you guys that are watching live. I hope you enjoyed the uh, interviews from the set of The Chosen. That was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun uh, and an amazing set down there. And I'm very much looking forward to season three rolling out here later in the fall. Uh, if you didn't miss those, you can go back on any of the platforms. YouTube and Rumble are probably the easier ones to find them on. I mean, they're on on uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, but you kind of have to scroll. So YouTube and Rumble, easier places to just go watch those and share those. So we encourage you to do that. Those are good. We're moving forward, though, today, uh, and we're going to talk about um, something that is good for all of us, uh, I think, at all points. I mean, this is this is the Christian life, one of transformation. And uh, today we're talking to uh, uh, Arden Bevere and his sister-in-law, Juliana, who is married to Addison. I have to keep all the Beveres straight because we love all the Beveres, uh, but there's just lots of them. So they have a book from their collective called Sons and Daughters called I Am Transformed. Uh, and we're going to walk through that. Uh, it's really, uh, like I said, the essence of the Christian life is a, a daily kind of transformation. And sometimes we can use a little kickstart. So Juliana and Arden, great to have you guys both here on Life Today Live. Hi, Randy. We're so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having us. How you doing there, Arden? Doing great, Randy. I'm super excited to be back on with you again. I wish I was there in person with you. I will say that, though. Yeah, it is It, it is fun to be in, in person, but I like the flexibility and the capability of Zoom because you got you guys, we're in three different states and we can have this conversation. This is good. I think for people, though, that don't quite understand sort of what you guys are doing there, the the authorship of these books that says sons and daughters is like the first question they're like wait what is that so before we get into the transformation aspect of it explain the sons and daughters so people can see where you're coming from yeah i think um yeah so this really started as a it's a collective movement um and something that we were wanting to see is what it talks about in romans it talks about the entire cosmos the entire world is standing on tiptoe for the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. And what we've been doing for the past five years now is actually trying to call a generation to step into the fullness of what they've been called to do. And so this is coming off of our book that we released last year called I Am. And what we did with that book is we actually reached out to about 500 people within our network. And we asked them to submit their testimonies, their stories, the poetry, whatever they felt like God was giving them um, to be a part of a combination of writing a book together that is written by this generation for this generation. Mm -hmm. So we we put the name sons and daughters on there because we didn't want it to come down to just one person. We knew that there was a lot of voices that were involved within um, this message to make it possible. Um, but we took the seven I am statements last year that reflected what God says about his sons and daughters and what God's put inside of us to walk out. And so we want to see a generation walk in that. We want to see, um, you know, in a day and age where it's very self-focused, us get into a, a understanding of a community and understanding of the world doesn't need just one person to stand out. I mean, of course, 
that is a, an amazing thing. But what they do need is they need a collective mm. of God's children to stand unified, to not tear each other down, to not attack one another, but to come unified and make a difference for his name. That's very, very interesting. I like the unique angle of it, and I like the heart of what you're trying to do, Julianne. And when you saw these responses from all these people, what were sort of some of the common themes you were seeing? Well, it's it's incredible to see the way that this grew because it began really as it was just, I was the only daughter-in-law at the time. Mm -hmm. Thankfully we've expanded, (laughs) filled all those spots. I'm sorry, (laughs) ladies of the world. Um, And it's, it was, we recognized that we had been given so much, you know, myself included with the boys where there's just a lot of access to incredible people and resources and seeing the lives of so many people that we wanted to share that. So it was a video blog really is what it started as. And then we, we would just kind of take turns, whatever God was showing us, whatever we were learning in our own personal walks. And then it developed into a community through primarily through Instagram. And then we had a event a few summers ago, COVID always messes up the timelines of my (laughs) brain. So I want to say like 20 years ago, which definitely isn't right. We had an event and then really the seven I am statements were birthed for that event as declarations for people to recognize who they are, what it means for the earth to grow and for the sons and daughters to stand to their full stature. And from there, the I am book was the seven statements. And then the I am transformed is breaking those seven statements down even further so that this can become a part of people's DNA. And to answer your question, Randy, in the longest way possible. I think that's that's where people don't understand who they are. And I feel like the individualistic mindset needing to elevate ourselves above everyone else around us comes from a lack of understanding who you are and the value that you already have. You're not, you don't need to establish that or prove that to anyone. Like God has already called you out as his son, as his daughter. So that's what I would say as contributors came in, that they were recognizing who they are and then the way that impacts the world around them. Mm-hmm. So needing to understand like our very DNA. I know Addison loves to say like it's the sperma of God that's within us and the power behind that. If we fully were able to grasp that power, what would the world look like? Yeah. What impact would the Christians be having on their individual worlds and then the world at large? Yeah, and that well, that brings on some very interesting questions. Um, I, I'm, uh, before I get into the, the, the deep, deep questions here that I that I struggle with too, the the, the whole concept of identity. I mean, I, I think every generation struggles with that, but I, I I suspect, and I'm just curious what you think that there is unique pressure on you know the young people of today. And really, you know, you can get up in the 30, mid 30s now uh, as, as they're getting older. And, it, and it, I think a couple of things may contribute to it in a negative way. And just correct me if you think I'm wrong. I'm, just, I'm really just kind of exploring this out loud. But this, the social media aspect um, has, has some wonderful possibilities. We're using it right now. Um, but yet it can also create some false identities, uh, amplify some identities, uh, maybe 
play on some insecurities, I think. And then also the cultural attack just on identity, I think, is is at a pressure right now that is just off the charts. Uh, it wasn't there when I was, you know, a teenager. Um, do you think those two factors may be a little bit of a culmination of a unique time that are kind of impacting this problematic area for so many young people? Yeah, very much so. Um, that was something we really kind of even hit home and through a lot of our videos is just the understanding. I mean, you go through social media and people are just mean. Like, just the reality of it is like they just they they tear you down. They pick out anything that they can find. And with a generation that spends so much of their time online, they are taking the words of other people rather than what the creator of the heavens and the universe and the creator of themselves is saying about them. Mm. And I think that's something that's really caused this. And I mean, it, it, like you said, community as a whole is attack on this generation. They're, they're going onto identity. Um, I mean, I heard it said recently is that there's like basically with the, the old LGBTQ movement, is that someone said, well, everyone's queer. They just don't know it yet. There's people <laughs> right. who haven't recognized it. And I'm like, you just throw out this massive blanket statement for an entire generation and people group, but that is the reality of what we're in. And so never before has it been more crucial to understand who you are, who you've been created by, and who 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 created you. And, mm. and that's the thing is, if we do do this uh, process of discovering who we are on our own and outside of what God has created us and, and set us aside for, um, we'll make up like crazy things. We'll come up with crazy um, identities and, and, and purposes and things for ourselves. But God so beautifully calls his sons and daughters in such a unique expressions. And he brings out that facets of you that he's placed deep down within you that is supposed to be explored in an intimate and in a communal way that he's had for you rather than, you know, oh, someone on social media just started you know, saying this about me. So I'm going to swing the pendulum and flip to this side. And now I'm this and, and it's just, it's unhealthy. And that's what our, our heart's been breaking for this generation because we want to see this generation step into it. And that's what we loved about this book is because it can be a really big blanket statement. And anyone can say, we want to see the sons and daughters of God step into the fullness of what that means. Like, that's awesome. That's really cool that you can say that, but what does that practically look like? Right. And that's what we tried to do every single day through this book is practically break it down. And, and for people who are saying, yeah, I want to identify that, then go through and, and you'd be able to every single day. What we did is you see a reflection of God, uh, of who the creator is and see that reflection back into you. Um, and so th this is our hope for this generation. And, and I mean, I, I hope people don't continue to keep making social media be the end all be all for their identities because it's an unhealthy place to be. Yeah, no, I think it's a great tool, but it, like you say, it's it's <laughs> it's a bad place to establish who you are or, or anything like that. I, you know what I what I hear and what I I've experienced in my life is that it's necessary that our perspective change, how mm -hmm. we see ourselves, how we see God, how we see others. Uh, how much of what you guys are talking is is changing people's perspective just how they see things yeah i agree with you randy i feel like that's been the most transform transformative moments in my life personally i expect it to look like everything around me is going to change and yet 
it all can stay the same, but I change and the way I see it changes and the way I engage with it changes. Mm -hmm. So that is so much a part of what, what we're trying to do with this and kind of to, to go back to your question before about that identity, people are not spending the time that is necessary first before they go to social media, before they go anywhere outside internally with the Lord, with Holy Spirit, with the Bible, allowing that to be the perspective through which they see themselves and they see the world around them. There is so much distraction available right now. And I think I will be quicker to villainize social media just because I have a 13 year old and 11 year old. So now I'm starting to see it through the identity of my own children as well. It's not just for myself personally. And the way I just can't quite equate that this is positive with what it's what it's taking, because even the positive is it can be a distraction from what is actually yours, Mm. what's directly in front of you right now that God has for you, as opposed to all the things. So that's where even the 40 days is strategic. And we're encouraging people to do this 40 days in a row to consecrate time, to set aside time, which feels bold. It feels bold in a world of reels and, you know, 10 to 15 seconds of information Mm -hmm. so people will stay engaged to say, hey, can you set aside 40 days and every single day discover a different facet of who God is and through that discovery, recognizing the reflection in and through your own personal life. But first, starting with who God is. And then allowing who God is to determine and to dictate, to be the lens through which you then see yourself. And that changes the rest of your it world. It changes everything. Yeah. I mean, it changed in not uh, knowing, knowing God, not only changes how you see him, because I think so many people, even in the church, have a warped view of God. And it can come from hurts as a child. It can come from just some bad church doctrine it can come from simple misunderstandings but when we do understand god and his infinite grace and the the work of christ especially it changes how we see him which changes how we see us which changes how we see others and that is that that's where the revolution takes place i'm going to show people your book again we're talking to arden bevere and his sister-in-law julian juliana bevere and this is the book, I Am Transformed, and, and they're kind of catapulting off these seven truths, these seven characteristics of God, and, and really trying to ingrain them in, in our lives. And yes, they do speak heavily to their generation, but I'm, I'm telling you, you go through these, I don't care how old, you can be as old as me, and I'm, and I'm getting there, right? It's still true, and it's still transformative. Either one of you, pick up on maybe one of these characteristics that you're trying to convey to people uh, that will really transform all of us. Yeah, I think so. This is probably one of my favorite ones. And this is uh, one that I think is also hard for people to grab hold of. And that's, um, I am holy, so I stand out from the crowd. And, and that was kind of what we always did with these statements is we position them from the place of, you know, God says this about me from, you know, what we're, we were positionally made holy from the moment that we gave our life to Christ, we were positionally made holy. 
but then there's the the effects and there's the things that comes from being holy like what does that actually mean does right. it mean that i concentrate myself and i you know shave off my all my hair and all this stuff no like it, it's it's that you live a life set apart. And I think that's what we try to do with these statements is saying, you know, someone declares this over themselves, God, you are holy. So that means I am holy. So in essence, because I am holy, I stand out from the crowd. It's not, hey, I stand out from the crowd and that makes me holy. Right. No, it's God's already called me these things. And because of that, I reflect these things in my life. And so I stand out from the crowd. I don't say yes to a lot of the things that other people are saying yes to. I don't watch the TV shows that a lot of people think are completely fine. I don't, you know, listen to the music that a lot of people think is is okay and, and is not doing. I mean, something my parents always did with us boys is we would watch our friends and, and they would be, you know, listening to something or doing something and we'd be like, why, why can't we do that? Like, why, why are we not allowed to partake in that? Like, the, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's tiptoeing the line close enough, maybe that it could be either way. And they said, no, the call of God on your life is far too valuable for you to just do what everyone else is doing or to accept that at just that. And so that's what I want to see people have that understanding is that it wasn't because we're Bevere's or, or, or anything that we have going for us. It was because the call that God had for us that made us unique, that made us special, that made us sons and daughters of the king of the universe. And because of that, like there are going to be things that you are going to stand out from and stand out on the crowd and say, I, I'm not choosing to do this because I believe I serve a creator who is holy and I want that intimacy with um, with him. And I, I think, you know, it comes down to, I was just actually at a service with my dad, he was talking about the fear of the Lord. And I, I think this so beautifully always wraps it up is that the fear of the Lord, you know, it's that holy awe that you look at God. And, and what he always explained it to us is he said, you know, the fear of the Lord is not being scared of God. It's being scared of being away from him. Like we as sons and daughters want to be close to our creator. Um, and that's going to mean that we're going to have to make decisions and do things that are contrary to society. But we've got to understand that God's calling us these things because there's a higher purpose and a higher calling on our life. So you, you said something that I want to hit again, because I think this is where we've got it just backwards in so many church circles. And and this is this idea that, oh, okay, if I will just do these things, it will make me holy. And you're saying, no, God makes you holy, set apart, uh, you know, the chosen generation, the uh, peculiar people and not just strange, <laughs> although that can be the case, but just a, a different, a, something that is noticeably different. God calls you that, and as a result, you behave differently. And I think we get the behavior as creating the holiness instead of the holiness creating the behavior, and that just gets real legalistic real quick. How did you, how did you guys understand that because a lot of us that grew up in preachers homes we get a bunch of rules and it just feels like legalism but you seem to get the aspect of no pursue the holiness and the differences in how you behave will follow does that make sense yeah, yeah. julie let me jump in i would love to answer this really fast but 
I think this is the the thing is, is, you know, with so many things, um, especially specifically with holiness is the Bible actually frameworks two types of holiness. There's positional holiness and then there's behavior holiness. So we were made in the, uh, in the position of holiness when we became sons and daughters of God. Not all the time do you see that reflected out in the behaviors of holiness, because I believe it comes down to this one key thing, and that is what Julie just mentioned earlier is spending time with God is getting into your word and allowing that word to actually transform your life. This generation right now is not reading the word. They, they don't know what their word says. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they're not being transformed. And so, yes, they're saying, okay, well, I really want to be transformed. And if I'm going to be transformed, then does that mean, okay, I've got to stand out from the crowd. Okay. So I have to do this, or I have to love without reservation. And that's going to make me, you know, love. No, it's, you've got to have that revelation and the revealed knowledge that comes from scripture that's showing, Hey, you are loved. And because you're loved, you love without reservation, not because you go around and you be nice to everyone that makes you loved by God. No, it's the position that God's established since the uh, creation of the universe that he's called you to that you step into when you make that decision to enter from a, a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light that then now it becomes transformed into your life and reflects it out of you and so i i, I mean that's what i've seen is i want to see more people get that revelation mm -hmm. and that comes through not you know not listening to the all the different uh podcasts or things <laughs> like that from the word of god and simply yeah. that yeah. Okay. So Juliana, I'm, I'm real curious as someone who was married into the Bevere family, what, what did this look like when you first met Addison and was this a little strange or was this something that attracted <laughs> you to him? Well, what's interesting, Randy, is I didn't even know like the realm of Christian, I mean, celebrity for lack of any other term right. existed. Right. I thought there was pastors and there was churches. And so the whole world of Christendom was totally new to me. I, Addison and I, our story is ironically similar to John and Lisa's, where our first week of meeting each other and spending every day falling in love, he led me back to the Lord and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. So all of this was completely new to me. And I went to Bible school right away. It just all was happening really quickly and I was 18 and so, um, I, I had the concept that I needed to earn a place in this family. Mm. So very much it parallels with this yes, idea that we have to earn a place in the family of God. And it was through Addison's just constant devotion and love and calling me up. Like it did not matter what shame I was trying to lug behind me into our new life he was like no that's not who you are like this is actually who you are mm -hmm. and so like arden saying when we immerse ourselves in the word of god and really aim to believe those things about us because it's one thing to interact with the bible at arm's length believing it's just some story or it's for another time or it's for another people or it's for the good people over there. But when we immerse ourselves in the story and genuinely aim to know who it is that God is, like that's intimacy. If I want the highest thing to me, and it's it's really based upon my personality, but is to be known by Addison. 
Like even if we're in an argument, if he is actually hearing me and validating that I have a perspective, I have a point to be known by him. And I believe God is the same way. Like he wants to be known by his children. Mm -hmm. He wants intimacy with us. He wants us to seek him, to seek to know him, to understand him within the different stories of the Bible and the perspectives and the moments and just lean into the mystery of it. Because what Arden and I are not saying is you're going to read your Bible and understand every single word. And that really does turn people off where they're like, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand how people can engage with this, but it's like eating vegetables. If you are not eating vegetables, all you're eating is fried food. And then you pick up a piece of broccoli. You're like, no, like right, I am right. not interested in eating right. any more of that. But when you're feeding yourself, when you are continuously going back day after day, even when it feels hard, even when it feels, because we have to recognize too, there are spiritual works at play. Like we are not just fighting against flesh and blood. There is a lot that wants to keep us away from the word of God. So I think continuing to go back, continuing to believe the things that are said, even when everything inside of you wants to exclude you from those promises, wants to exclude you specifically mm -hmm. from whatever the Bible says about the people of God. And so that was a lot of my perspective. And it was just years, probably. It was a lot of years of believing I needed to earn a position, believing I needed to do X, Y, Z. And thankfully, we had children <laughs> very quickly. So I didn't have a ton of like energy to put towards that <laughs> earning. I was just doing what I needed to do right. as basically a child raising a child. Um, so knowing that I had a place, though, I didn't need to earn anything. Like I had been chosen. Addison was 1000% convicted. I was his wife. There was no if, ands, or buts about it. And it was that conviction that I was like, oh, okay. But yeah. he was different. I immediately was attracted to him because he was like the first non-lame Christian <laughs> I felt like I had, I had ever met. I was like, huh, you, you have something. Yeah. It was very attractive. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's freeing. It's liberating when people understand that because of that position, because you are a son or daughter, you don't have to earn it because you're never going to be able to earn it anyway. And then you can start to do the things that Scripture talks about out of a completely different position. And it's not that yoke. Uh, it's easy. That burden is light. As people walk through these 40, you know, transformative sort of truths with you guys in the book, where, what do you what do you see the end game as being? What do you see the outcome as being for people? Uh, yeah, I, sorry, <laughs> we're both motioning to each other on that one. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we'll hear both of you. Yeah. Uh, honestly, my, my hope and expectation for this generation is that they just more, walk away more alive into what God has for them. Mm. Um, I think every single day, if we can take a step closer to discovering a new facet of God every day, I mean, it's, it's the whole principle of, you know, just be 1% better every single day. And rather than putting all these big plans and expectations on your year, just do 1% better every single day. Mm. And then you'll watch, you'll be 365 days or 365 percent better <laughs> than you were at the beginning of the year. And I think that's what we've got to 
uh, set aside for us as a generation is, is just discover something new about God every single day. And that's what you see the beauty in, in you know, Abraham's relationship with God is he, he sees a facet, a new facet of God as he's walking in deeper friendship and intimacy with God, you know, even seeing the Ram, he says, Jehovah Jireh, he saw a facet of God that he had never seen there before. And so that's what we want to see from people. It's just taking one step closer, one step closer and not feeling like I've got to play catch up and I've got to make up for the last six months that I haven't read my Bible. No, just <laughs> yeah. go into the word, discover a facet of God that he is is waiting to reveal to you. He's not hiding from you. He's waiting to reveal these things to you and, and continue to take these steps closer and closer to him. And as you do that, it will reflect onto what he's called you to. I, I think you nailed it right there because it is such a daily thing. And the, I mean, the Bible tells us this in, in the Old Testament and the New Testament that it is a daily thing, but we, I think we tend to approach it almost like dieting. It's like, oh man, I need to lose 50 pounds as quick as I can. And then I can go back to my old habits. And this is just, this, it's, no, it's a lifestyle. It's a journey. And, and so, yeah, you don't have to get to whatever level in a week, you know, it's a, a day at a time, a step at a time. And when you look back after a while, you will go, wow, I can't, I, I never imagined I could come so far in my relationship with God, my relationship with others and the peace that I have within all the, all the beautiful fruit that comes from that, that living. Uh, Juliana, what do you, what do you see for people when they start to do this a day at a time yeah i the the 40 days is very strategic so that it could develop a habit hmm. where you get to day 41 you're like well i want to i want to continue that i was i'm seeing the fruit in my life and that as we receive from god who we are then we're prepared to go out into the world hmm. and really do the will of god for that day whatever's put in front of us that day where we're not, it's like we're, we have our, our armor on really. We're not going out into the world asking them to tell us who we are. Mm. We are able to see that this is who we are and then we're prepared so that they develop the, the habit of doing it. And the days are very strategically set up to where we have five different sections, four different sections of rest read reflect and respond so it's there's a rhythm here where mm. you can settle into your time with god mm. where you can set aside there you're able to have some moments of silence and really focus in on just one or two key things just a short phrase like the first day yesterday was i am loved i am holy i am complete i am enough so that people can focus in on that. And then the time of reading, and we have biblical um, scriptures that come with that too. And then to reflect so that you you get into a rhythm of this intimacy. It's not um, just this quick, I got to check it off for the day. You right. can enjoy it. Right. Like there is so much joy to be found mm -hmm. in the midst of this discovery. And so inviting people into that in a way that will just stir up the hunger and really move them forward in understanding their place in the story of God and in the day and time when they have been put on this earth. Like we each have such specific destiny on our life and being able to lean into that, not look to the right or the left and just 
do what other people are doing so that we can get wherever we think we want to get. <laughs> but having a keen sense of what is God calling me specifically to? Yeah. That, that Once you get that, it is, it is transformative. Very good. I want to point out that uh, at the website, which is sonsanddaughterstv.tv, sonsanddaughters.tv, uh, you don't have to wait. You can get the first three chapters free right now uh, and get a little taste of this transformation, see what it does for you, and get into a little bit of rhythm. And I would encourage you to, to do that. It's good, no matter where you're at, frankly, in your spiritual walk, whether you're you're doing great. I mean, this will just fuel on the fire. If you feel like you're struggling, this would be a way to kind of maybe get you into that rhythm that Julianna's talking about. Uh, but check that out, sonsanddaughters.tv. And there's more. There's podcasts and other books and things like that. So anything you want to follow up with this collective of identity in Christ, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, is there anything I missed? Either either you want to add anything? I appreciate both of you being here, by the way. Um, right. I would add that it's really a great resource to do, even with your tweens and teens as mm. well, as the world, you know, even more so than when I was in that stage, is just coming at them, wanting to define, wanting to tell them who they are, who they aren't, or what's possible or what is impossible. To do this with your children, even if you just read it over them, like mm. it's incredible what like the absorption rate is mm. specific to the tone of a child's parents. Mm. So I want to just encourage parents to to read this over your children. If you're doing it as your diva, read it out loud mm. in their midst. So that they're hearing like, this isn't just who I am. This is who you are. Mm, that's good. And then can, you can remind them, no, this is who you are. Mm. Even when their behavior doesn't matter. <laughs> right. No, this is who you are. True for all of us. <laughs> Arden, anything you want to add before I let you go? No, I think Julie beautifully put that. Um, I mean, Randy, thank you so much for having us on. It was this extreme honor as oh. always. Uh, I love you guys and I appreciate what you're doing. And I think you guys are so, so spot on. This is what... This is what people need to hear because it's life and it's truth and it's just, it's all good. And that's what God wants for us. So appreciate both of you guys. Appreciate you guys out there watching uh, Boston to Canada, Patty, Freddie, wherever you guys are at. Appreciate you being a part. Hit like, hit share, hit follow, hit subscribe, those good things. And uh, we'll be back. We've got more for you. See you again next time on Life Today Live. Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.